You are listening to the Life Nomadic Podcast, a podcast of inspiration, life lessons, philosophy, honesty, stories from the road, and, well, whatever the hell else I want to talk about. I'm your host, Brandon Collins. So let's get weird. And hello, welcome back to the Life Nomadic Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Collins, uh, and we have a special guest today, Mark Moots. Hi. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Welcome cool. to the studio. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Isn't this thing amazing? It's beautiful. Yeah, I've put a lot of effort into it. I can tell. I yeah. can tell. It's a lot of love. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. It's literally my bedroom. Yeah, well. But you guys don't need to know that. Pop the bubble, man. It's uh, that's Hollywood secrets. Yep. Um, yeah, well, thanks for coming on. Um, today I wanted to talk about um, change. And, and, and one of the reasons that I wanted to, with you specifically, is um, not this last time that I was here, but the time before that. And you already know that. You already know this, but um, I kind of want to fill everyone in. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I hadn't seen you for a while. You know, I'm out of town. And then... I walked into this coffee bar, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, coffee bar. And um, <laughs> I remember seeing you standing kind of in the middle of the room, which is really um, unusual for you. You tend to be more <laughs> of a, a wallflower. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I, I noticed it right away. And then I didn't really think anything of it, you know. And then uh, we started talking and, and I remember saying something like, there was something that you said. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, I knew it. There's something about you. Something has changed. Yeah. You are a different person. And you are not just slightly different, but like completely different, like almost an entirely new person. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, thanks. I think I, I, I think that there's there's been a lot of change, yeah, since we spent a lot of time together, for yeah. sure. And I guess the way I kind of like to think of it, if slash when I do, is not that I'm like a completely different person, but I'm a very different version of the guy that you met, you know, God, 12 years ago or something. Oh, it's been, it's been like close to 20. Yeah. When did I? Oh, five, maybe? Yeah. Probably. Oh, so, yeah. So 18. 18 years. Yeah. Very, Dang. very, very different. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things about me that at, at my core are consistent right? forever. Um, but yeah, a lot of the other stuff has been uh, refurbished and moved around quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which is awesome because that dude that you met 18 years ago, let alone, let alone the one that you knew before the last time with the, the story you're relating. Right. I don't even know those dudes anymore. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. Wild, They're isn't strangers. it? strangers. Yeah. Um, I feel that. And it's great. Yeah. Like, it's really, really cool. So. And it, it, what's what's really cool about it, too, is is it, a lot of times people think that you need to change because, um, well, I, I know that this was in my case, I was not a great person. And so I had to change. Whereas I don't, you weren't not a great person, if that makes sense. Cause I, I, 
one of the things I missed most about you being at the tattoo shop is you were like a voice of reason for me. <laughs> I, I like sometimes I get a little bit, you know, I get anxious or I get a little bit, you know, well, I, don't, I can't think of what the, I can't think of what the word is, but sure. um, I know I've spent many hours just in your, in your booth, just chatting. And, and, and one of the things that I miss about you being there is having these conversations, you know, these like really uh, deep intellectual, but also like caring and thoughtful, like conversations that we used to have. So there was nothing like quote unquote wrong, right. With, with who you were before. It was just a different version of. Well, uh, yeah. Um, at least from my perspective. No. And I, I think that I, I really appreciate that. Um, but I guarantee that there are people out there in the world that if you asked if I was not a good person, they'd say, oh, yeah, no. Wow. And they'd probably be right. Really? Sure. Wow. I, I, I kind of believe that no matter who we are, we're the villain in someone's story. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't hold on to that stuff, but I do know that that's, yeah, of course, because I think that we have all done things that I, I don't want to use the word regret, but like if if I had a do over, I might not do it that way. Yeah. You know. Um. Or I or I would think differently of it now. It doesn't mean I'd change the outcome, but it might change the action. Right. But that's, you know, it's kind of a fruitless endeavor because that stuff happened in the past is the past and it is what it is. So I guarantee that there are people who might not think terribly highly of me, but that's okay because their opinion of me is really none of my fucking business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I if I've ever done someone wrong or said something rude or hurt someone's feelings or anything like that, it's not like I'm proud of it or happy about it. I'm sorry, but it happened. And it's who mm. I was at that time. And I'm not that person anymore. And uh, so I just don't think it's really important. Because if I was still perpetuating that um, part of my personality that was overriding at that time, then yeah, that might be a problem. Right. But I'm not. And I don't intend to. So I... Uh, you know, if anybody's listening and they think I'm an asshole, you're probably right. I'm sorry about it. <laughs> I just, I find that hard to believe. But at the same time, I mean, there's probably people who would, who would find it hard to believe that there are people who don't like me. Sure. Because I feel like I'm a pretty nice, at least, at least now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a friend of mine brought up a, a question in one of these like um, uh, Facebook like groups. And he said something like, if you could if you could go back and tell a younger version of yourself, let's say like high school version of yourself, what would it be? And I remember answering it um, saying nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything because whether or not I'm proud of how I was or, you know, obviously I'm not happy that I had, that I've hurt people sure. or, or, or hurt myself. But those things that happened are the reason I am who I am today. Like if it wasn't for those things happening, I wouldn't be able to be this person that I am. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny that we're going to be talking about change, but like also I guess it would be change looking forward, not like retrospectively. Yeah. No, I, I've had that 
same question presented to me before, and I agree with you. I mean, it, it seems fun to think if you could wave a magic wand and or time travel back and redo it or yeah. talk to yourself. Um, but I don't. I even all the truly like bad, hurtful, like dark parts of my life that I've gone through, they were all merely just steps in the road to get me to where I am. Yep. And I think that uh, there's this saying that, you know, there's only two things that can happen in life. You're either going to win or you're going to learn. And they're both valuable. Oh, all right. And yeah. and quite often people don't look at it that way. It's it, people are win or lose, right? right? But if you take the L and turn it into lesson and you receive that, then arguably failure is a far better teacher than success. Oh, yeah. And so I've taken a lot of L's. Hmm. And that's great because they got me here. Right. And I'm pretty fucking content with where here is, you know? Yeah, that's good. And still striving to continue. Right. It's all a process. It's not like like you and I both have gone through a fair amount of uh, changes over the years that we've known each other, but it's yeah. not like that's been a, it's a gradual thing. You don't wake up one day and decide, well, today's the day I'm a good dude. Right. Because <laughs> that's going to work. Done and done. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just doesn't work. And, I think as you start peeling that back, yeah, I, I'm a much better version of me than I was 18 years ago or even maybe even a year ago. Yeah. But fuck, man, imagine how good it can get. Yeah. How much better can I be? Yeah. And I'm excited to find out. Yeah, that's cool. So what what brought what brought this like um, this new version of you? Like what what prompted you to seek um, change was it like <clears throat> the quote unquote like rock bottom thing, or was it just an opportunity that you saw and just decided to take it? Um, what, what, take me through that. That's a good question. Um, okay, so I think that at the, at the beginning of all of my this journey that I have found myself on, probably about was it eight years ago, probably seven, eight, eight, I think, years ago. Um, this is going to sound staged and, and not, <laughs> not sincere, but it is. Uh, I began dating Emily, who's now my wife. Right. Um, and I, I've, you know, been through some things before we met, and we went through some things in our early stage, but I think that I found, I was, I was fortunate enough to find somebody who I really believed in who also seemed to believe in me and it encouraged me to live into the potential she saw, not the potential I didn't believe I had. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So she, uh, I mean, I really do. I give her a ton of credit for helping me give myself permission to be whoever it is I need to be. And her, still loving that person. Um, so that was cool. And, uh, and then probably the biggest thing is, uh, I made a shift person or professionally 
I, I left the shop where we worked for a while and yeah. went to a different shop and that put me in a different frame of mind, which was helpful in a lot of ways because it shook things up just enough to make me a little more open. Mm, yeah. Because um, it was completely different. Completely. Yeah. Like culturally, everything was yeah, totally yeah. different. Um, so that was helpful, but this this is not going to be a plug for this the whole time, I swear. But <laughs> um, I started listening to the podcast, um, Tattoo Guardians. Oh, okay. Uh, because of our, well, you know, you're friends with Joshua as well. Sort of, yeah. Carlton. Um, and that, listening to him and Matt Clemmer and Hip talk quite a bit, uh, helped, and then I did join Matt Clemmer's uh, tattoo business mastery course, and uh, fucking drank the Kool Aid and joined yeah. the cult, and uh, life changing stuff, like really powerful, meaningful changes. And 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 I think more than anything, it's not like I absorbed what he was saying and made it my new doctrine. I think that what Matt helped me with was he like kind of. I think the egg was cracked a little bit, but he like helped me just break it open mm-hmm. and let I, I, I it's like I could truly kind of start finding my way to be who I wanted to be, who I needed to be, or who I really am. And being in the course with him uh has given me a lot of tools to help strengthen and promote that. Right. Not not a paid sponsorship by the way <laughs> i think i've actually talked about um that podcast uh, a handful of times it's a great podcast mm-hmm. um yeah you know a lot of things when it, when um when it comes to change a lot of times people will try to change they think it's for themselves but a lot of times it's they're trying to change so that it makes their relationship with their partner better or change because the people around them are either changing or telling them that they need to change. Um, but that's got to come from like, that's got to come from deep inside, right? That has to, you have to be the one that wants to change and whether you want, whether you know that you want to change or not, I don't think is even part of the equation. Mm-hmm. You just happened to, to start listening to this podcast and you probably didn't even realize that you wanted or even needed to change. No. I and it just kind of organically happened. It, it, it literally kind of, uh, serendipity, I think, is a is a real thing, um, where sometimes things just show up in your life because you need them, right? Um, and I don't know that it's that direct. I think sometimes those things are already there, but you weren't open to receive that, right? Like if you're not looking for something, you're not going to find it. If you don't, uh, so many clemmerisms. The, 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 the thing, the things that you desire desire you. Therefore, if you remain open to those things and open to receiving those things, of course you'll find them. Right. Um. And so, no, I thought I would listen to a cool podcast about tattooing by one of my heroes. Right. You know, who's a friend of mine now, which is weird, but mm. um, that's what I thought I was going to do, and it and it became quickly so much more, and it the language that I heard was the language I needed to hear. Right. Um, and it really did. It like turned everything around for me and it was great. Um, still is, you know, I'm still an active participant in that whole thing. Yeah. And I highly recommend it, um, to anyone who, I don't know, whatever. 
<laughs> I don't know how many people. I don't know how many tattoos. Yeah, I was going to say this, this is tattoo centric, but neither yeah. is the course. But anyway, podcast is great. So is this one. You should listen to this one more. <laughs> um, like twenty four hours a day, you should listen to this one. But oh, thanks, Mark. Pepper it in, you know, on your days off. Yeah, and like I didn't want this podcast to be about tattooing because. <clears throat> like tattooing is a big part of my life and, yeah. and my listeners know that they know that because I do talk about it, but I'm, I'm not just a tattooer. No. And, and, and I used to get, not get, yeah, I used to get this like feeling of not embarrassment, but like, cause, cause all the people around me are like, 100% tattoo all day, everything I think mm-hmm. of, everything I do, everything I talk about is all about tattooing. And like, yeah, when I first started tattooing, obviously I was like that. But like after a while, I I didn't really fall out of love. I think I became more honest with myself about who I really was. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to be defined as a tattooer because I thought that I had more to give than just tattooing. I I, I think that's a great way to look at it. Um I, I would hate to think that anyone is just the sum of one thing that they do. Right. Or one interest that they have. I mean, that's that's at a severe like degree of limiting that you're putting on yourself. I mean, I think that that happens to a large portion of the population. Absolutely. And I, that's and it's usually usually the career. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look um, at like uh I know you're not a big uh, sports fan, but like professional like uh nfl football players have a really hard time retiring from football especially quarterbacks because they have a longer lifespan Mm -hmm. uh, um in the sport but they're football players that's who they are that's Mm -hmm. how they identify that's everything and then when you take that away they feel like they have nothing left yeah and i feel like maybe um and, and this does have to do with change because I was I was initially trying to like future proof kind of my life if I was like, you know, because I had shoulder surgery and that was a huge, huge um, like gut punch and reality check that uh, like yeah. if I can't use my arm, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like I can't go to work. I can't tattoo. I, I don't type on a keyboard like I was out and I was out for a while. I remember. And it yeah. was rough. And that's when I was like, OK, well. Maybe I'm not just the sum of one part. You yeah, know, there's, there's a lot more to me, and and I need to stop being embarrassed about it. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's easy to, especially early on, uh, and we'll speak to the tattooing thing because I've never been a quarterback. But um, <laughs> that's weird. It is. It is easy to just. I mean, not everybody can tattoo. Mm. Not everybody deserves to tattoo. Mm. It, I, I, I've been, we've both been tattooing a long time. I, I, it's sacred to me. It's, yeah. it's amazing and beautiful, but was it ever all I was? No, but I love it. Like I love it. Yeah. But I also play music and I also am a partner and a father. And I, I, I guess I probably early on, I, well, no, that's, that's bullshit. I didn't because I was always, I've always been in a band too. So I've always had these outlets that are both creative. Right. So, and I don't really even consider myself like an air quotes artist. I'm just a 
person who creates things and I mean, I, I suppose that's self-deprecating in some weird way, but I don't think so. I, I think it's like I'm not a musician because I don't I beg know to differ. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I'm a guitar player. Okay, and I'm a singer. Okay, but I'm not a musician. Uh, okay, I get you. Like I don't know shit about shit. Right. I just know how to do what I can do. Right. And luckily, fairly well. Um, the art, the tattooer thing is the same. Where it's like I, I've drawn my whole life. I never thought I was really exceptional at it. Right. I'm so grateful that I found it because now it, it provided me an opportunity to be the person that I get to be and make a living doing something that I truly love and genuinely enjoy. But I also have all these other things and that that I love pouring my energy into. They have absolutely nothing to do with either of those other two things, right. which I think most people who air quotes know me would use as an identifier, right? I'm, I'm the tattooer and I'm a band guy. Right. And that's fair, but not really. Yeah. Because there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to all of us than just the things that are presented or the things that pay our bills. Right. No no police officer is just a cop. Right. No doctor is just a doctor. Right. Um, Ric Flair is Ric Flair. We've already covered that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. So, um, but I, I think that it's... I think it's kind of unfortunate in a way. I think it's beautiful and unfortunate when people get wrapped up into that, like I'm all in on one thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I do relate to it because I didn't have a, I didn't have a backup plan. There was no plan B for me for either of those two things. Right. I was going to be a goddamn rock star. Well, no, you're not. Cause nobody makes money anymore, especially right. playing stupid heavy, heavy metal. metal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it was like, well then, when I found the opportunity to become a tattooer, that was it. Like I was going to, as soon as I could, I was quitting my job yeah. and I'm going all in and that's all I'm going to do. But if you don't feed yourself with other things, I think that you, you can become kind of a goldfish yeah. where you're only going to grow as big as the bowl you're in. Absolutely. And, and, and that, if that's self-imposed, that's kind of a fucking bummer. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and, and even though we're talking about tattooing, this transcends all careers, yeah. right? Like this, it doesn't matter. You can take the word tattoo artist out and insert any word into there. Um, <clears throat> so like, uh, when I, when I first decided that I was going to start looking outside of tattooing to do something, it's because I wasn't enjoying tattooing anymore because it was everything that it was it was my whole entire life mm-hmm. and and like you said when i first started i remember my mom my mom saying you're going to be a what and i was <laughs> like I, yeah i'm going to i'm going to do an apprenticeship and become a tattooer and she, and she was like what if that doesn't work out and i was like i never it has to yeah i don't have a choice like this is what i'm going to do yeah it has to work my out my mom did the same thing really yeah absolutely i think that's that generation you know because yeah. things got taken from them Vietnam War and yep. and their parents were before them was the depression. So like things got taken from them. And yeah. so my, my generation and my, our generation, mm-hmm. that didn't really happen. No. Not until 2020. Yeah. So like we lived a pretty cush life so we could afford to just shoot for the, for the stars. Right. Yep. And not even worry about if you had a landing pad because it didn't matter. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and that was the way it needed to be. And that's the way that it happened. But then, you know, a decade later, um, I, I found myself not, not being excited to go to work. Mm-hmm. There was a whole bunch of other things going sure. on in my life on top of that, which I've talked about on this podcast before. Um, so we won't get into it, but that's kind of what sparked change for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I get it. I mean, I think I alluded to earlier, a big part of the reason that I left the shop where you and I worked was because I was ready to quit. Mm. Just quit. I, I was, remember. I, was, I remember how bummed you were about tattooing. I, w- I was like hating tattooing. Yeah. Um, and it's nobody's fault. It's got nothing to do with anything terribly specific. I just, I think at that point I was 18 years in. Mm. And I was, I probably had been going through about three years of burnout. Yeah. And I just kept soldiering through. And I was about, I was about at that rock bottom. So I thought change of scenery and that definitely helped. Um, but then again, there was that secondary uh, thing that popped into my life, which I was just entering into burnout again. Mm. Um, and now like, man, I'm, I love tattooing. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I'd like to do it for another 10 or 12 years. Yeah, as long as you can. Yeah, but I don't want it to be all I can do. Right. I don't want to be the guy who has to do it until he's dead. Yeah. You know. We've definitely talked about this. Um, I think it was a it was a tattoo convention that you and I were at. Yeah. And it was... It was Lady Luck. Was it Lady Luck? Yeah. Or was it... I thought it was San Francisco. It was Tennessee Dave Was had like... Oh, when oh, he, had, when, he had something on his eye, right? yeah, and they were passing around a hat. Around That's the right, and we yeah, there like, was that, yeah, and then the Rick, the Rick Walters, Rick thing. Walters, yeah, and yeah. and Philadelphia Eddie, yeah, where all of those guys. I mean, I'm sorry for all the non-tattoo people, but <laughs> these are like the last generation of true OGs, yeah. right? And there's not a lot of them out there anymore, and. While I think that's awesome and I respect it so much, to quote um, Varsity Blues, I don't want your life. Because I don't want to be 70-something years old hustling for walk-ups in the basement of fucking Circus Circus. (laughs) That's not what I want, right? And I, I don't think that they did either, but I don't think that they thought about it. No. No, they were living. They were living life. Pirates. Yeah, that absolute pirate life yep. back in the day, when, as a tattooer, you had to. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was. It wasn't. I mean, it was illegal in some states, yeah. but like, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't um, shined upon in such a positive light that it is now. No, not even close. They and, were true outlaws. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think they lived into that hard. Yeah. Sometimes too hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, man, it's, you you don't need to do that. You don't need not to. Right. Doesn't make doesn't mean I'm right. I just knew for me that wasn't it. So that 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 was a, a bit of a sea change for me as well. Like seeing those things happen mm-hmm. and being like, wait a fucking second. If I don't do something different, just about me. In, in this industry, I'm talking yeah. purely professionally, that's me. 
if I'm lucky. Yeah. If I don't get arthritis and then I'm a greeter at Walmart or whatever mm-hmm. happens to tattooers who can't tattoo anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Not really what I want. I, I, I've always aspired to do something better with and for myself. And that wasn't it. Yeah. It doesn't mean I was going to quit tattooing and go be a cubicle warrior for some major corporation. I'm not terribly hireable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, don't got a lot of skills. Don't have a lot of skills. Yeah. My CV is not impressive, mm. especially at this point. Yeah. I haven't done anything except this for 23 years. Yeah. Greeter at Walmart's probably pretty close to it. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I. I think that a lot of people get into that, and I think a lot of tattooers see the romanticism of that, mm. and they get a little seduced by it. But I was older than all you dudes. I still am, weirdly yeah. enough. Yeah, I um, haven't caught up to you yet. Yeah, I know. It's strange. I'm trying. I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, but being the old guy at the shop was like, no, you don't understand. Like, if I go to the hospital, I, I'm like ruined. Yeah. You know, I don't, we don't have, this isn't, this isn't a good model for like life past 35. Yeah. You have to change and grow up a little bit. You can still be a tattooer. You shit, you can still be a pirate. Yeah. But be smart and there's no harm in that. Right. I don't know where I'm going anymore. I kind of rabbit trailed myself out. That's all right. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully everyone's still with us. No, no, no. They're all gone. Sorry. That's all right. No one was listening anyway. Worst podcast ever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm talking, it's because of me. Not oh, you. Oh, oh, oh. No, you're amazing. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so that's like, um, to quote like Darwin, you know, you, you evolve or you die. Mm. And so I I feel that now that I've started this journey of change, I find myself almost perpetually changing. Sure. But I also really am um, aware and conscious of why I want to change. Am I changing just for the sake of changing or am I changing to better myself so that I could better the people around me? Sure. uh, Kind of thing. And um, I I think that a lot of people are really afraid to change. And there's like, there's like a, a comfort in, in, in like the monotony, but also miserable because it's the same thing every single day. Sure. No, I think that's true. Um, I think that uh, I've used this sort of analogy for um, depression, but I think it works in this where I think that that type of a, uh, comfort is a lot like a bath that you've been in too long okay so what i mean by that is when you get into a bath it's usually it's piping hot and it's Mm. so cozy and you're so happy and you relax and you're chill and the water is slowly cooling down now at some point if you don't get out you're now sitting in tepid if not cold water But now if you get out, you're going to be colder than you are if you just stay put in this water that isn't comfortable either. So you keep yourself in this miserable place because you're afraid of changing it. 
Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big bath taker, but yeah, that makes, that makes, I, I, I find myself always constantly trying to figure out why people do things. Mm -hmm. And so many, so many times more often than not, I'm just like, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have no clue. And it's not for me to know everything. No. Um, My therapist actually brought that up to me the other day. She was like, you know, you don't have to know everything. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> of course I need to know everything. Uh, That's why I'm here. Right. And she's like, well, you can't know everything. And I'm like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, so that, that's such a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you have to, you have to make a decision before, before the water gets too cold. Mm-hmm. And the, or once it is, or once it is. Yeah. And then the longer you stay in there, the worse it's going to get and the harder it is to get out. Yeah. Well, because you're unhappy in the situation you're in, but you're fearful of the, of the situation outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, like fear isn't always a great motivator. No, fear's a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, the, the, I heard a thing about fear where it was, um, fear is just false expectations appearing real. Hmm. Um, I really, an acronym. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that though. It's yeah. also fuck everything and run, right? Um, which I also like. But I think that being afraid can either motivate you to get out or just solidify you keeping your yeah, ass put. Yeah. But it all comes down to choice, as do most things, right? You you decide everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Almost. Nearly everything. You know, yeah, yeah. Everything within a reasonable amount of control. Right. It's a decision away. And that's that's actually a really good way to segue into like right. So if you decide that you want to change, how do you change? And and I think a lot of times people will try to change either something too big mm-hmm. or too many things at once. Yeah. Um, then you, and I know, and I know I get this, I get decision paralysis all the time. If I'm, if I have too many decisions, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to choose anything then. Totally. Um, and then that's how you get stuck in that bathwater. Yeah. So, you know, maybe not all your decisions, not all your, some of, some of your choices are going to be made for you, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on sure. whether it's your socioeconomic economic status, your race, gender, all these different things play a part in whether, how many choices you get to actually do, but you but there's there's got to be at least one choice that you can make that can change something and put you in in like a, the right direction or in a different direction or something like that and mm-hmm. like if you just make one little one then it's like um it's almost like uh the opposite of getting into getting out of the bath but like getting into the bath mm-hmm. you know just put <laughs> yeah. your just get your toe in there yeah well I, get, yeah man it for a second keeping keeping things in general in in the sort of manageable chunks yeah or or just taking bites you can actually chew like unless you're joey chestnut right you know who that is no no he's the guy <laughs> who does like the he eats the six pound burrito in a minute and all that oh the um, the competitive eater guy. yeah the competitive oh, yeah, eater yeah, guy. yeah yeah so yeah, unless yeah, you're joey chestnut right you want to take things in manageable bites right so but i i do think that a lot of people when it's like okay i'm going to change like 
Uh, I need to lose weight, get in shape, quit smoking, um, quit drinking, do this, do that. And it's like, man, you ain't doing any of that shit Mm because you just piled your plate Mm -hmm. so high that you can't get over that. There's no way. But maybe just start by drink more water and go for a walk. Right. Just start there. Yeah. And then see where that takes you. And eventually you'll build up to the larger changes. Any change you want to make, you can't jump in both feet deep end. Right. It will not last. No. There's no, it's just not a sustainable model because when you are, I, I think when you're changing yourself, and I am not a doctor, um, but I think that you, you're reprogramming your brain Absolutely. in a lot of ways and you, you're having to unlearn old habits and, re, and learn new ones mm-hmm. and literally probably changing some of the wiring in your brain to make you go, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. Or, no, we're not going to do that right now. I need to do this. And that's not a thing you're going to do in one day. No, no way. It's just not. Or in a week sometimes, or a month, or maybe even a year, depending on what we're actually talking about. Yeah. But it's it's finding the steps that that support the process to get you where you want to be, and then just staying the course and believing in it. Right. And everybody's going to falter and you know, wobble a little bit, yeah. but that's okay. Start yeah, I mean, over. You're, you're talking about neuroplasticity. And, Am and, I? See? And what, <laughs> didn't even know you were a doctor. Mm. Um, and what little, little I know about neurobiology is that's exactly what's happening is your, your, your synapses in your, in your brain, they know where the other ones are and that's when they, they shoot whatever chemicals across, across those synaptic gaps. So it's, actually impossible to change a bunch of them all at one time because they just they wouldn't know what to do sure so you like you said you have to change little like little ones at a time um and then you not only do you change the little ones but you continue to repeat that and the more often you repeat it the stronger that connection becomes and then those those other connections actually stop firing and mm-hmm. then they shrivel up and your body absorbs them yeah or your brain absorbs them so like um, like for example, when I quit, when I quit smoking, I knew if I was just like, I mean, I'm just going to stop smoking. I knew that wasn't going to work. So I'm, I made decisions every single day. And I told myself every other time that I want to smoke, I'll allow myself to smoke. But then every other time of that, no, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my foot down and I'm not smoking. And that went on for, let's say a week. And then, and then, uh, those urges became less and less and less and less. Mm -hmm. And I was empowering myself to make the decision of both smoking and not smoking, which I think is really important and an important distinction. Like, yeah, I was, I was saying no to smoking, but I was also saying yes to it. Yeah. I was allowing myself, I was giving myself grace and myself some space to be able to make those decisions. And then it got to a point where I would be like, Okay, I didn't smoke last time I wanted. I kind of don't really want to now either. Hmm, maybe the next time. And yeah. then it was like every third craving and then every fourth craving. And then pretty soon I would go two or three days and be like, I haven't smoked in like a couple of days. Nice. It's kind of like the, the, the frog in the, in the boiling water, right? right. It doesn't, you don't, if you throw a frog in boiling water, he's going to freak out. But I think it's a frog, right? I think so. But if you put him in there and he slowly boils, he'll boil and not even know it. Yep. So kind of the kind of the same thing would change. Yeah. No, that's good. 
I, uh, that makes a lot of sense. That does. I like that. Um, and I do, I think that those incremental steps are are probably the only way to really, I mean, nobody goes to the gym once and is buff. Right. You know, you can't, you can't eat well for one day and be healthy or thin or whatever, all these things. And I think because we're, we're such impatient, like entitled little pink bubbles that we (laughs) just have to have it and we have to have it now. God damn it. Yep. And, and some people don't stick to it, but if you make those little changes, like you said, allow yourself the grace to be like, all right, well right now is not a perfect moment for me. Right. But like next time I can do this. Yeah. And don't hang everything on it. Like I failed. I'm going to start over. Just be like, no, this is just a moment. Right. Um, I don't know. I haven't quit vaping. So what the fuck do I, (laughs) but you're, you're actually onto it. So there's a, there's a model called the stages of change and, um, it's, oh my God, I hope I don't get this wrong. It's pre-contemplation, contemplation, action, maintenance and then relapse is actually part of this whole cycle mm. so and it's it's pretty new like it never that the the relapse part didn't used to be part of the whole like cycle of change and what i learned about that was the day i was like i get it it's okay you're gonna quote unquote fail right you're gonna slip up you're gonna make mistakes because like you said you know if you ate like shit and didn't take care of your body for 20 years, you're not going to go to the gym once and be fit, right? It's like, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. And when you put it, when you put it in terms like that, a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. That makes sense because you just want it now, but what you just spent the last two decades being terrible to your body. It's going to take at least another two decades to get it back. Yeah. Or maybe at most. Yeah, or depending on how hard you dig in, maybe half as much. Yeah, but 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 understanding that 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 relapse, and I talk about this as as um you know through my experience with addiction, it's part of it. And so, if you want to do something, if you want to change something, you want to change yourself. If you do the small increments, and then you slip up, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a little because you're only changing one little thing. But if you make this massive thing. And then that's a slip up. It's just, it's so much worse and it's so much more detrimental to your progress and to your mental health really in general. Well, it would be so much easier to see those big ones as, as defeat. Yeah. You know, when it, maybe it, it's not, like no, it doesn't have to be. No, absolutely not. Um, like you said, it, it, if, if you make it a big thing, then it is. Yeah. But if you're like, ah, man, probably shouldn't eat that cupcake. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, like you said, you said uh, you learn from your failures. Yeah, they're, I mean, no, they're far better lessons. Dude, I, growing up, I never learned any lesson unless I fucked up somewhere, and then that's when I learned. Yeah. And as a 46-year-old man, same. Totally. <laughs> I haven't changed at all. No, I mean, it really does boil down to that thing where, like, when you when you were or have or are around little kids, when you see them fall down on their face your reaction is more important than what happened. Absolutely. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And if you freak out, they fucking freak out. Mm-hmm. And if you go, Oh, you're all right, buddy. Then they're like, Oh yeah, I'm okay. And they stumble off. You know, why do we fall down? Master Bruce? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. 
So we can pick ourselves so back up. So we can up. learn how to get back up. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you can look up, you can get up. I have so many cliche <laughs> quotes. I can just fucking do Should we do a lightning round? Yeah. Oh, just, here I'm we go. Kidding. Here we go. We need a buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think that, I mean, I change. I, th- I think that people are doing it whether they want to think that they are or not. Um, I think you're constantly in some degree of it. It's just whether it's conscious as a, as a choice that you're making or if you're conscious of it. Of change? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I think in some way, everybody changes a little bit, better or good. We're yeah. all, even if it's just as simple as you're getting older. Mm-hmm. You, specific. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, whole, I'm waiting for you to catch up. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I got time. Uh, but I mean, no, really, like everything is constantly in a state of change in one way or another. Mm. Um, there's a Rush lyric that is uh, in Tom Sawyer where he says he knows changes aren't, aren't permanent, but changes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if anybody can say anything better than Neil Peart, I'd bring it on. Yeah, I dare you. Yeah, double dog dare. Now you. that song is playing in the back of my head while we're talking. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hate you. Nah. <laughs> but I really do. I think that change is just a constant thing. And if you can tap into it, it's probably going to be a better ride. Yeah. But I think even sometimes while life, people's lives are changing and they're like, no, 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 I want to stay in the bathtub. Well, that's a bumpy road too. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually something that I've had to come to terms with um, because <clears throat> you, you, you're like, okay, well, the situation that I'm in isn't ideal. But if I change, it could it could get worse. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just deal with this part here. But then you have to say, well, so what if it's worse? At least it's different. Yeah. At least you're not in that thing. Yep. And then if it's if it if it's not what you want it to be, then do another thing. Yeah. Keep doing a thing. Yep. I, I mean, I I'm still trying to find myself. Still. Sure. And like, I've found so many different versions of myself some some that i've liked some not so much yeah but all these choices that i make is it's i'm getting to put myself in the driver's seat if i'm making the decision if i decide to get out of the bathtub whatever life is going to happen to you whether you no matter what you do right Mm -hmm. like you don't control life all you can control is how you react to how life yes happens to you right i don't i'm not i don't i don't believe in predestination or determination or any of those other things i think that life is just absolute chaos mm-hmm. and we're just riding a giant wave trying to figure out how not to get smashed into the coral yeah and so sometimes you're going to crash and sometimes you're going to ride the wave all the way to the beach but you're going to get back up on the board and get back out there yeah. right so like is it better to just sit in the lukewarm or even room temperature or even cold bathtub and be miserable or get out, maybe be miserable, but also maybe not be miserable? Yeah. Well, who knows, right? right. I mean, that's the, the question. I think the hard thing for uh, about trying to uh, attempt to change things is that what it really boils down to in a lot of ways is letting go of things. Hmm. Um. And sometimes that's pretty easy, and sometimes that's really fucking hard. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, I heard somebody say once that everything I've ever let go is covered in claw marks. Mm. Um, but if you're meant to, if you're really trying to achieve something and you know that you're holding on to something that's keeping you in a place, if you know you're in the bathtub and you should probably get out and you're just hanging out there, if you don't believe you're capable of it, if you don't think you're worthy of it, if you don't think you're strong enough, if you don't, any of those limiting beliefs that you may have, you know what's awesome about those is you can fucking keep them mm. if you want them. Right. And if you don't, you can just let them go yeah. and they'll leave. It's, it's, it's all comes down to choices. And it doesn't make it as easy as that sounds. Right. Because it's definitely not. But anything worth doing usually isn't terribly easy. Right. Um, until you look back on it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, now that this is, this is me now. Right. Crazy. Remember yeah. how hard that was? Cool. Yeah. And now I just, this is, this is where I'm at. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the only good thing about retrospect is that it, you can use it to celebrate your victory of where you're at. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Don't use it as a barometer, but use it as like, oh, wow, I used to be all the way down that hill yeah. and now I'm all the way up here. Absolutely. And then you turn around and look and you look at the big fucking hill in front of you and you go, <laughs> all right, let's slay this thing yep. too. It's, that's yeah. the whole, that's the point of it. Right. That's actually well, one of the things I learned in, um, in my ayahuasca ceremony was I was really, I was really hyper, hyper aware of not focusing and dwelling on the past. Mm. But by doing that, I was missing out on the ability to gauge my progress by looking backwards. So obviously you don't dwell on the past because you can't change the past, but you can look back and like you said, you can see where you came from because if it feels like, if it feels like right now you're, not in a place that you want to be. If you look back five, 10 months, years, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you might see that you've actually made some progress somewhere. Yeah. And it's I, really hard to like, you got to have like a, you got to have like a, a sit down with yourself. Yeah. I, I guarantee that no matter where you're at in your life, well, not any, take the guarantee away. I would, I would wager. Okay. That, <laughs> that for the most part, there's a version of you that could be five months, five years, whatever away who would be so jealous of you today. Yeah. Like I, I know for a fact that there are things at work in my life right now that person 10 years ago would have never even dreamt were possible. And now they just, they're happening. Right. But I made choices to put myself in those. Yeah into a place where that could be a thing when like it say you're someone who who you feel like you want to change but you feel like you can't mm. you could probably look back and and say you know what i have changed before i've done it i'm different because like i would i would wager that no one is the same person they were 10 years ago whether not. you whether you meant to change or not like it's just that's how life is. You get galvanized by all the things that are happening around you and yeah. you're going to change. Even on a cellular level, you're not the same. Well, yeah, every seven years, right? <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, that's that's actually kind of a good point, yeah. I think, is that if, if even your body is completely new mm -hmm. on a cellular level every mm -hmm. seven years, 
how, how could you not think that you're different? Yeah. Of course you are. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. <clears throat> if every single cell in your body changes yeah. every seven years, why do I still hate onions? Well, because they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and, you. And again, I'm not a doctor. Thank you for that. Yeah. I needed that. No, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, where were we going with that? Oh, I haven't known this entire time. Oh, I'm having just, a good time. Yeah, we're just we're just let, we're just letting <laughs> yeah, it fly. Just letting it rip. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think that sometimes that perspective is tough, though. Yeah. Um. Like having that level of self awareness to be able to like sit down and be, especially if you're not happy for whatever reason about something, mm. introspection might not be a thing you're real real savvy with in those moments. I was speaking from personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fucking not. It's the worst possible time for me to reflect is when I'm in a funk. Right. Um, it's also potentially one of the best times, Absolutely. but you're not objective at that point. Cause you're just sitting in your pee pants. Yeah. Being bummed out about yeah. insert thing here. But I think that it, it, it's helpful to have someone Maybe you. I, I would hope that everybody has a friend or someone in their life that they could open up to a little bit, and that person might be like, "Are you crazy? Yeah. Like I've known you this long, and like, look at you. You're doing this and this and this, and like, come on, dude. Yeah. And maybe that'll help. I mean, it it did in, in instances for me for sure where I was in a a you know swimming in that dark river, and yeah. you have a friend offer you a handout, and it's like, okay. It'll help. Might not get me out, but it'll help me out for today. Right. You know, that bathtub's real comfy. Yeah, it can be, can it? <laughs> yeah. And um, like when you get into a funk, and I know that I've kind of been in one, um, you'll see things like someone say, life is just beautiful. You should just appreciate it and all these things. And like at the moment, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. But just seeing that it puts something in your brain sure and it and it, and even with me like it'll give me relief for just a few seconds yeah like oh yeah life is pretty great back to being annoyed yeah, you know, right back, back into back, it back to being grumpy yeah. and um but again same same kind of thing like when something's going the way you don't want it to be going at this moment it always seems so terrible but but you will weather the storm and then you'll look back and be like, oh, man, it wasn't even really that bad. What was I so upset about? Usually, yeah. And same thing with change. Like a lot of times, and I mean, speaking for myself, I am nowhere near the same person I was, let's say, 20 years ago. Yeah. And it was a struggle and it was hard the whole time. But then looking back now, I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Right. It was a matter of it was that first step, right? It was that it was that very first thing like like you 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 um you listened to that podcast. Yeah. That and then it just like it's like the domino effect. It just yep. clicked it and then they all started like falling in. Yeah. And all it takes is to get out of the goddamn bathtub. Yeah, well and get out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean if you're if you hear that call and you're not gonna answer it, mm -hmm. well, it didn't mean the call didn't happen. Like yeah. it doesn't mean the phone's not ringing. You're mm -hmm. just not picking it up. Yeah. And also didn't mean it's going to stop. Yeah. It might not be the last one. Yeah. And, and that, but that first step is a doozy once yeah. you take it. Yeah. 
And I, I, I really believe that once you kind of start on that, that path, like you get so excited about it and it's so much, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it went through my, yeah, it, it, was, it won't show up on the recording. Oh, I hope it does. Cause otherwise it. this commentary doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, Ding. yeah. Uh, I think that it, it's that thing where like you want more of it. Mm. Like as you start taking steps and actively trying to better yourself and your life, even in these small little tiny bites, you, you, once you get a taste for it, it's like, well, like I said, I think that um, I will not claim responsibility for this part, but how many times in your life have you heard someone say, you know, God, everything's fucked up and how much worse can it get? Mm. Right. Even yourself, you probably, I know I've said it a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like a lot. Yeah. But how many times have you ever taken just a moment to look around and be like, man, everything's, everything's awesome. I wonder how much better it can get. Mm-hmm. How much farther can this go? How much better can this get? Nobody, it's not a thing that people do very often. And somebody told me about that and then I try to actually do it. It's just practicing, appreciating where you are, gratitude for the things that you have. Um, And then there's all the things that go around gratitude. But gratitude was a big one for me, like gratitude and mirror work and breath work. Yeah. Um, Mirror work. Yeah. What's that? So mirror work, um, every day when I, when I get up and usually, uh, when I'm not every day, if if I'm alone, I will, uh, look myself in the eye, in the mirror and list off at least 10 things I'm grateful for. Oh, okay. Usually like when I'm getting ready to get in the shower. Right. Like brush, finish brushing my teeth. And then I do that. And it's basically, at first I started just by thinking them. Mm-hmm. And then like it slowly evolved into saying it. But like the, the key for me, and I've heard other people talk about it, uh, my old therapist included, like I'm, I was making eye contact with myself when I do it. Like right. I'm looking at me mm-hmm. and I'm talking about all the things I'm grateful for right now. And it's harder than it sounds Oh, it sounds really hard. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it sounds um, terrifying. It sounds terrifying. But it, it's a it's a better than a cup of coffee. Oh yeah. It set your day up pretty cool. There's a there's there's a fair amount of science um behind audibly saying things mm-hmm. versus um <clears throat> internalizing them. And, um, one of the, one of the, the big things in therapy and anyone who's been to therapy either knows this are aware of it. Um, your therapist doesn't do anything. They literally say what you say so that you can hear it out loud. Yeah. And then they prompt you to say the things out loud because you, you, you internalize all these things and it's not real. It's just fodder. It's just stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's white noise. But as soon as you say it out loud, same thing with writing. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like you're, 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 you're turning something from an abstract, um, idea into a real thing, into a concrete thing, a word or a sound. Yeah. Um, so the mere thing, I, I, Though I've never heard of that, that's 
that I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I've been doing it for a long time. Oh yeah, like I wasn't consistent with it for a long time, but right. I would do it like maybe a couple times a week. But now it's like I say, it's probably four or five times a week. Oh wow. Um, is it hard to come up with ten things? No. I guess it's like meditation. It's yeah. practice. The more the it can be anything, right? Because if if you're willing to accept that you live in ah oh god, this all sounds so woo, but like you're willing <laughs> if you're willing to accept that like you're you're living and occupying a state of abundance at all times and you're grateful for it, how could you not come up with ten things? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it can even be simple things like it doesn't have to be profound. No, no. Like I have two feet. Yeah. Like that's. That's I, I've I've actually had those thoughts before that I'm so thankful that I have two working legs. You woke up. Yeah. You had a roof over your head yeah. and you were warm and safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had water to drink that wasn't that was safe. You have food yeah. in your belly. Yeah. That was what was that, five? Yeah. And those are pretty no big deal. Right. But you can go on. Yeah. And some days it does. Like you just keep going. Just past keep, 10. I'll just go until yeah. like and they're honestly, those are like just filler. Mm. Usually I'll try to start with something that I is like really kind of on my mind at the time. Mm. But what happened for me was that the more I paid attention to those things, the more attention they got. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, your reality is where your attention is. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you put it in a place that you're grateful for? Yeah, and Why wouldn't you focus it on the things that actually fill you up mm-hmm. to a point that you can, off the top of your head, speak about it and be right. like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you want to focus on things that bring you joy. Yeah. The, um, I, I'm I'm going to do a podcast about, about not chasing happiness yeah. and, and finding joy in things that are already around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm still in the process of sure. doing the things, but... Um, that's a real thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you're, it's so, so genetically we are predisposed to focus on things that are bad to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were hunters and gatherers out in the, in the, the, the Serengeti or Masai Mara or wherever, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, well, that makes sense. We didn't have time to be happy, you know, <laughs> we were just trying to survive and stay away from fucking lions yeah. or vultures or whatever else. Everything out there wanted to kill us. Well, you just look at pictures of people from like the 1800s and everybody just looks pissed. Yeah. Because they probably were. I well, bet yeah. they were miserable. Absolutely. But like we have, we're, we, have so, we have so much luxury in our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. But and, and yes, I, I definitely want to make sure to say this, that we that we don't want to devalue um like bad things that happen in your life, right? Because they, they are going to happen. Life is going to kick the shit out of you from time to time. And that's a thing. And that's, and that's okay. And I, and I, a lot of times when I hear like, I call it toxic positivity where like, everything's fine. Everything's blah, 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 Mm. blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, that's just as bad. You're missing, you're missing the life is in the middle. Where we live is in the middle of all the other things. Yeah. I think that, um, no, I, I would never want anybody to believe that I'm one of those people who just thinks that everything's always groovy all the time. It's, right. it's, but I do believe that, because 
like anybody else, we both have had our our low lows mm. and our high highs. Mm. Try to exist somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. You picture it like a sound wave. That's how life should work. Yeah, absolutely. Just hopefully it's kind of a mild sound wave. So it's like ebbs and flows like a lazy river. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Um, and if if someone is having a tough time right now and if they're still listening and they're like, fuck these dudes, <laughs> you're right. Because I don't know your struggle and I would never right. rob you of that. Right. But having been a person who has been through struggle, I believe that you can get through it because I did. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was perfectly put. Um, and I, I do my best to be cognizant of my listeners because everyone's coming from kind of a different place. Yeah. Um, and obviously that wasn't directed at you in any way. It was just, I wanted to make sure that you and I are having a conversation. No, I, I didn't take it personally. Oh, okay, good. Um, but I, I think when you said that, it made me think, oh yeah, that's probably a good point. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, of course there's bad times. Of course there is. And of course they're not easy. Right. But you don't have to stay there, and you no. won't. Mm-mm. Like it, it, things, things have a a way of working out. Right. Just just wake up and be grateful for the things that you have. It's a good exercise. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I'm not here to to save the world or fix right. everything. Right. But I am saying that there are. Speaking as someone who spent a lot of time of of my life with a real dark cloud over my head. Mm-hmm when I found a way to not be under it very often, if at all, it's pretty, pretty liberating and pretty amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it visits once in a while, but it can, it can fuck off. Yeah. You know, and now I know how to let it keep going. Right. As opposed to hang out. Yeah. Um, and I really believe that anybody can, I don't know anybody's struggle, but Having said that, total stranger who thinks I'm an asshole and is having a tough time right now, I believe in you. <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks you're an asshole. Well, we already covered that at the beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's true. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, man, I got to tell you, it's it, it really like makes my heart smile to see like how you've become. And like I would if you'd have asked me, you know, three, four years ago if we would be having this conversation about this topic, obviously not on a podcast, sure. but like just in general, I'd be like, no, there's no way. Right. Cause how you were and even how I was yeah. four or five years ago, this, we wouldn't be because we would have both thought, well, this is real woo, like yeah. garbage, spacey <laughs> universe shit. And like, yeah. you know, so the, the, I'm actually going to do a tarot card um, episode next episode. Mm. And, <clears throat> I always thought that tarot cards were like seeing the future and all about like the moon alignments and all that shit. And it may be, but it also doesn't have to be right. Like you can take the parts out of it that, that means something to you and you don't have to follow all of the woo stuff that goes along with it. Sure. So like, you know, it, like you said, it may sound woo to stand in front of a mirror and, and say 10 things that you're grateful for. But what if it works? Well, that's the beauty of it. I mean, it, you could, I, I, I mean, I don't know shit about tarot. I think they look cool. Oh, um, that's what actually got me interested was just yeah, the artistry is incredible. Kind of amazing. Yeah. But I, I think you could say the same thing and uh, be, 
you know, feel how you will about this, but I think most religion in general or any belief mm. system that you have, yeah. there's good and bad in most of it. Um, and most people tend to take or leave the things they don't want or do want. Yep. So yeah, again, if, if it sounds stupid, but it works, yeah, well, it kind of makes it not stupid Absolutely. for you. Mm-hmm. And again, anyone else's opinion of you is none of your fucking business. Right. So cool. Like, and I, I you know, I, the woo stuff, it's funny. Cause like I'd read a fair amount of books and things, you know, like self-help stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all the four agreements and all that stuff. I love all that stuff. Oh, great book. The power of now. And like, I, yeah, cause I was going through the shit. So it mm-hmm. was like anything that would help me. Right. Those two books in particular really, uh, did, but, I don't know. Like, even if I believed in all of it, I wasn't really talking about it all that much. The only thing I would do is if I saw somebody who was really suffering, I'd probably go buy them a copy of the four agreements and oh, just absolutely. give it to them and be like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, five years ago, nah, we probably wouldn't speak quite so freely about it, but no. changes. Absolutely. Love it, man. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Um, oh, wow. We're right at an hour. Damn. Um, before we before we yeah uh get out of here um i just want to say one thing um there's a a modality for change called smart and it's an acronym okay right? so s stands for um set a specific goal okay m stands for make it be measurable right so like um i'm going to do this thing this many times in this time frame and then you try to achieve that. And if you do, it's measurable. Like you can see your progress. Um, make it a, is something that's achievable, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to go, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. If you've never ran right. you know, ever, that's not something that's achievable. And uh, R is for realistic. So like, don't say I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to get my finances fixed. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to don't, that's too much. It needs to be a reasonable amount of things that you can change. And then T stands for time. And that's setting a time frame. Mm -hmm. Give yourself, all right, next week, I'm only going to go out drinking one day Mm. or whatever, whatever, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, So those of you who, uh, who are listening and, and want to maybe make a change, um, we talked about just baby steps, like just yeah. change one little thing. Um, but if you want to, uh, I'll put a link to um, this. I'm pretty sure it's on Sam's website, um, which is like a, a mental health um, and substance abuse kind of uh, website. I'll, I'll put a link in the description um, about that. So it's called Smart and it works really well. And there's also the, um, what was the other thing that I said? The, oh man. The, the yeah. cycle of change. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It. Anyway, yeah, um, I'll pu- I'll put a link to that in there as well. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm really I'm really pumped to see, like, my other friends who are who are who are doing things to better themselves, but then also you know like you and I talked, you're thinking about starting to be an instructor in this program that 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 you yeah that I mean, you are in i don't know if i'm calling you out right now it's like, no it's a goal of mine 
for sure. When I heard you say that, for for someone, you, Mark Moots, whom I've known for many, many years, to yeah. hear you tell me that not only are you willing to talk to other people, but also teach them things. Mm. Man, that was that was so cool to see. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And I think it's incredible. And I love watching my friends better themselves. Oh, fuck. Thanks, um, man. And it's cool, man. Thank yeah. you. No, that means a lot. I I know I told you a, a while back, I think. Well, no, we talked. We were texting when you, all your shit got stolen. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, in Chile. In Chile. And I I remember I saw you did a post and you were like, my whole life got stolen basically. And then we were texting and, and I was expecting you to be like just burning the fucking world down. Yeah. And you're like, nah, man, it's just stuff. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and then we met up for like tacos or something when you yeah. got back after that trip. And it was like, Oh yeah, no, you're right. This is different. Yeah. Like you, you got, you, you went out there and did what you were supposed to do. Cause I always, Kind of thought you were doing like the Kung Fu thing, right? Like you're just David Carradine walking the earth. Yeah, yeah. And that's that was cool. But it was like, no, you like figured some shit out. Absolutely. And you certainly rewired some things, you know, whether it was the the ayahuasca or not, um, doesn't matter. So yeah, I mean I think there there was a a pretty profound, measurable change. Right. So it's just same. That's cool that you remember that. No, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't have a great memory, but I do have a weird one. So. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, man, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. And it's what allows us to still, I mean, be, be friends and still, yeah, because yeah. I, this, this turned out to be a really strange thing that apparently we had in common when before it was totally different stuff. Mm. Not that we don't have those things in common. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just heavy metal and yeah. Metal and tats. And, yeah. You know, that's political stuff. Yeah, political that's, stuff. That's pretty much all we had in common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything else. Well, there was, you know, partying and stuff for a well, while, yeah. but we both got rid of that. Yeah. <sighs> Thank baby Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't miss that. Yeah, not um, at all. No. But yeah, it's it's awesome. So like, and I'm, I'm excited to see where you head next. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. It, it can be fun to do, but it can also be. I bet it's more fun for me. Oh, it's definitely more fun for you because yeah. you get to see all the. Yeah, I see the good stuff. The good stuff. I, I, yeah. I, I, I see the I see the good foot, and you get you get to keep the ugly foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. The ugly foot makes the good foot look better. Well, no, and those make the good stories too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Jesus, so there, is, <laughs> yeah. there is that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Uh, <clears throat> well. Uh, Plug all the things. Right. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I tattoo at Marked Studios in Reno, Nevada. I am on, well, I'm in a band called Weight of the Tide. Incredible band. Uh, well, he said it, not me. <laughs> um, and we are on all streaming services. That's weight as in heavy, not weight as in time management. Um, weight of the Tide. So Spotify, Apple Music, all those things. Um, Bandcamp. That's on Instagram. I am on Instagram at FN Moots, as in FN. As in FNA Cotton. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, other than that, that's, sweet. That's me in a nutshell, baby. I don't do much. Uh, I love it. Um, I'll put links to all cool. your stuff uh, in the description or whatever. Awesome. So, um, 
yeah cool man well this is a good chat yeah and, it was uh, super cool thank, we... thank you for having me on oh absolutely thanks for coming on yeah shit why uh, not? we'll have to do this again i'm sure yeah we we'll could do something else a part do part do <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe part do coming yeah all right well thanks for tuning in and um we'll catch you guys in the next episode bye all right well thanks for hanging out with me i hope you got something useful from this episode if this is your first time listening uh, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any of the other fun things that we'll be talking about in the future uh, if you enjoyed this episode uh, i would encourage you to go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a little review this really does help me grow the podcast and of course if you have any questions or comments or you just want to connect and all the other social medias you can find me on instagram at Life Nomadic Podcast on Twitter at That Life Nomadic, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Life Nomadic Podcast, or you can just send me an email, Life Nomadic Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode.